0: Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Earlier this week, um, we learned of the uh, extraordinary tragedy that occurred on Michigan State University campus. uh, Monday night, Uh, a shooter uh, killed three students there, injured five who were seriously injured. Two of the students, Brian Frazier and Alexandria Werner, belonged to Catholic parishes, and those parishes, of course, have been helping the community to grieve. Join me right now to talk a little bit about uh, the event and what uh, the church can do in moments of tragedy. We've got Father Jim Belo of Saint Paul on the Lake Parish in Gross Point Farms, and you can visit uh, their website at stpaulonthelake.org.
1: Father, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for so, having me.
0: Uh, an event, an event like this, really places extraordinary demands on pastors. The question is, what do I do in the face of you know such wickedness, such tragedy, such pain? Tell me a little bit about your reaction when you heard of the uh, shootings.
1: Well, initially when I heard uh, about the shootings, I was just stunned once again at this horrific situation. Uh, that keeps transpiring across our country, and it's it's very difficult to swallow. And then when I received the news that um, Brian was one of our parishioners, um, you know, because we didn't know the names. And when right. the, uh, we received a phone call that Brian was uh, one of the victims uh, who was killed, then it just – then it takes it to a whole different level, becomes yeah. very – much more personal.
0: Yeah, so, very yeah. much so. Um, what were you able to do uh, as his pastor?
1: Well, what we did um, is I went over to the house and met with the family, and we just talked, um, just going through some of the raw emotions and feelings, and praying for them. I the church has a beautiful prayers for the deceased. So we prayed those prayers. Uh, we also did, um, in, those, in the book, there's also the litany of saints. Mm. So we prayed the litany of saints, invoking the saints, you know, the, the saints who lived their life, those who were martyred for their faith. Um, they were all interceding on behalf of, you know, Brian and the others that were um, violently lost their life and for the family to bring some consolation. And then just some practical things, uh, you know, people don't necessarily know what to do right. when when somebody dies. So yeah. we're what I always think just tell um, the, the grieving family is that let us deal with the details. We'll tell you how to do it, mm-hmm. walk you through it step by step. Yeah. So that's what we did on on that's what we did on that account regarding the community and the parish. Um, we went into gear right away. Once I got permission from the family, we put together a prayer service Tuesday night um, at the church. And we, you know, we did scripture prayers for the dead and specific for Brian. Uh, We actually asked all the students, the college students to come forward and we lit a candle for them. And then they, they put that candle in the sanctuary Just little candles. I wanted them to see that each one of them, their light, Mm -hmm. shatters that darkness. You know, and that's the whole resurrection—that the light shatters the darkness. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Did you get a good turnout? I guess I would ask. People, people show up.
1: (laughs) Um, Yes, our our church uh, is very old. It was built in the eighteen nineties. It's a beautiful (laughs) what was a country church at the time. Uh, (laughs) Seats about five hundred and twenty. The church was packed. There was standing room up and down the aisles. Our gathering space was full. We have a little meeting room off the gathering space that was full. So we had TV monitors going to help um, people to be engaged if they could not be in the church itself. So yes, it was pretty busy.
0: Do you know uh, what they've been doing in East Lansing uh, at the? You've got the St. John, the Evangelist Parish, and St. Thomas Aquinas there in East Lansing. I know that's not where you are, but I'm just curious if you had heard anything, what they were doing.
1: I have not heard what they were doing. I know that they were having prayer services um, up in East Lansing, and I know some of the—like Brian's fraternity was planning on doing something this Sunday— yeah. Um I know that Guardian Angels and Clausen they had a prayer. I believe they did a rosary the other night as well. So everybody's been kind of bringing the community together and just praying and it's beautiful. It was it was beautiful. I I couldn't believe how many students from Michigan State were there. It was yeah. it was quite edifying. Very good. And quite humbling.
0: Um the question always comes up. Uh, here's a young man who was, you know, had a great future ahead of him, uh, wonderful reputation. He was doing, he was in the, he was doing the right thing in the right place, but mm-hmm. something happened. Uh, he didn't deserve this. Uh, people have to raise the question: Why? How do you deal with that question?
1: Well, you know, even according to our catechism, we can't really answer that question of why. But what we do know is that God's greatness, his majesty, um, is greater than any evil that could ever infiltrate into our lives or into the world because of Jesus' resurrection. So we always have to remember we have to go back to that very basic guiding principle that God is greater than this evil. And that Brian was living his life; he was doing what he should be doing. He was living in goodness, right? Yeah. And that evil does not doesn't like goodness, but the fact that Brian was doing good things and something evil happened to him, it still shows the beauty and the character of him as being a college student, being diligent in his studies trying to help pay for his education or what his little expenses that he would have. Mm-hmm. And it just shows goodness was still prevailing yeah. despite this evil tragedy that um, prevailed over at Michigan state. Does yeah. that make sense? Sure. Sure. It does.
0: Okay. I mean, the resurrection I think is, is just key because that's mm-hmm. the, that's the place where uh, that's the moment in history where God reassures us that the ultimate end, Uh, Of things is not darkness, it's not death, but is in fact light and life. And um, I I think you're right, everything, the resurrection changes everything when it comes to an event like this.
1: Exactly. But we have to, what's difficult for us, and I'm sure very well aware of this, is if, if people are weak in their faith or haven't really been practicing their faith, then it, it makes the message of the resu- resurrection more difficult to help them absolutely internalize in their heart because they've been secularized so much by the culture. Yeah, yeah. But what I what I take hope and consolation is, is that you know it's kind of like Jesus says we have to we have to spread the seeds, right? Mm-hmm. And so we hope that when we do this, that it, it does settle in their hearts and their souls. And it's enough to get them to start to get that flame going a little more and to help them to uh, carry this burden that they have.
0: Well, Father, thank you. Thank you for being there, okay. and thanks for taking the time to be with us today.
1: Um, You're welcome. Yeah, Thank you for all you do for um, us Catholics and everybody else that listens to your show as well. Thanks, Father. Okay, have a good day.
0: Father Jim Bilo is pastor of St. Paul on the Lake Parish in Gross Point Farms. You can uh, follow the work of that parish. It's an outstanding parish. St. Paul on the Lake dot org. Should mention we focused in, of course, on the uh, you know Brian Fraser, who was a member of the parish there. Uh, I I didn't uh, I want to make clear that uh, uh, Alexandria Verner. Uh, was from a different parish. Uh, she was from Guardian Angels Parish in Clawson, and um, I, you know, I just think that uh, pastors are have a very important role to play at these moments. On the one hand, when there's such brutality and evil, um, the gospel may appear to not have any immediate consolation. In people's lives. Uh, we know this from uh, when they, people get serious news of terminal illness or when there's wicked accidents, um, when there's, in this case, murders. And yet, our priests are present as an extension of Jesus in those moments. And uh, they are frequently regarded as a source of great comfort and wisdom at moments like this. Uh, let me let me just mention a few things, because I, when there are tragedies of this sort, we like to say, well, we often hear, I mean, we don't like to say, but we often think anyways, that what, what do we have to offer uh, more than the world has to offer uh, at times like this? And let me just go over a few things that uh, Kevin DeYoung, who was actually pastor of Universal Reformed Church in East Lansing. By the way, that was a church Sally and I were members of our our last uh, two years there. But Kevin DeYoung actually wrote a little piece on this, and I I thought it was worth sharing with you. Um, The world, and this is not meant to minimize the importance of all that love in the world, you know, loving friends in the world have. So don't take this as a put-down. That's a reminder to us, though, as Christians, that we have something that we bring to this. And uh doesn't mean we have to shove it down people's throat or stomp on it, but just listen. The world can send out thoughts. Well, that's good. But we can pray in Jesus' name. The world can provide counselors to listen But we can speak of the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. The world can offer uh, mindfulness seminars and yoga. We can make known the mind of Christ. The world can light candles. We can tell the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. All these passages, all these phrases are taken from Scripture directly, by the way. The world can reassure students that they're special we can remind them that they've been created in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made, with a purpose, with an eternal soul. The world can put an arm around the hurting and the fearful, and that's great. But we know the one who through suffering defeated the devil, so we don't have to be afraid. The world can exhort people to live again, and we can introduce people to the one who conquered death. As long as there's sin and suffering in the world, No matter how horrendous it is, the gospel is relevant.